Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Biology Report again. Damien Fleming here, joined by Bradley Bad Boy Hodge. Hey mate, what's your what's your week been like? What's it been like? Uh, well, it's been pretty wet and cold here in in oh, Melbourne yeah. while you've been jet setting and sunbathing in Papua New Guinea. Not a lot love. of sunbathing, right. but it was hot. Okay, tell but us it, what you're doing over there. Well, it was um, you know about promoting cricket in in PNG, and they're going very well. Greg Campbell, mm. uh, the ex Australian fast bowler. Did you play with him? I played against him. Oh, yeah. He was for Tasmania, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. Ricky Ponting's uncle. Is he? Yes. Um, well, they know everyone down there in Tassie, you know what I mean. Well, they're all called Campbell or Ponting, <laughs> Launceston. Um, and, uh, but he's been the CEO there for about 10 years, doing a good job. Joe Dawes is the coach. Serious? Yeah. So what a great man um, to be coaching those sort of players. Yeah. You know, he was a fine um, scene bowler, wasn't he? He and, was. And he's had a lot of coaching experience. So the boys were jet-setting out to Scotland, I reckon, for mm. some practice games um, leading into the World Cup T20. Because that's more open to the associates, the men and women are both trying to, to qualify there. But use the chance to obviously recruit for... The Australians with Hatchets right. on Test Debut Club. But, you know, I got it out there. There's mm. an open invite to anyone that, um, you know, is prepared to join the club because okay. um, so what, what pearls, we'd love, like to double the... What pearls of wisdom did you offer the PNG cricketers or were you just there to take their cash and fly back? Oh, it was... <laughs> it, they, they, were, they, they, were, they were laughing, they were in tears. Did they swing the ball? Swing the ball. Brilliant, that's um, all that matters. Had a bit of a nightmare at the end. Um, how many encores do you do when you speak? None. Yeah, I got to the third encore and I'm going, <laughs> the Rolling Stones only do a couple. <laughs> Boom. Very revered patch of English turf, plumb in line with the pavilion door. The test wicket of all test wickets. When at Lords, England plays Australia. When that happens, everything has to be just so. Hodgey, second test is coming up in the next couple of days. Mm. It's at the, the home of cricket in England, Lords. What about the record there? Since 1948, the Aussies have won 11 tests and England have only won two. Yeah. Well, this is amazing because I think the scheduling's actually backfired on England because I think they were expecting to win the at first Aston, yes, and go to Lords one up. Well, they find themselves one down. This is a little bit like our summer where uh, Cricket Australia got bullied into having our first match at Adelaide Oval and not the Gabba. So Gabba this, this, this reeks of uh, politics here, and it's backfiring on England. Boom. And the Aussies are well-prepped to go two up, and I think Glenn McGrath is onto something. 5 nil might be on the cards. I, I would have thought so there. So it's working just as well as Brexit is for over there in the UK. Tim Payne, in his article, I like some little quotes here, the Australian captain, there's no ground in the world like Lords. There's a sense of history that nowhere else has. Walking through the members' pavilion is like walking through time with its antique paintings of past players and architecture. Just sitting on the balcony during play is a thrill in itself. It's a special place for cricket and a special place for Steve Smith and myself because it, it was here that we were presented our baggy greens by Ricky Ponting. On a test match debut, that would be a dream come true for anyone. But for me, my idol was Ricky. That was incredibly special. And this nice little light little trivia one, which I've never reflected on before. We never imagined, Smithy and I, that we would go on to become test captains number 45 and number 46. 
That's amazing. That's really unique, isn't it? It's very unique. Um, and good little insights from Tim Payne. I never thought people actually took that much notice <laughs> of the paintings That's and architecture and lords. Paid article. It is a different place, as you know, Flem. You have played there. Um, it's so weird because it is steeped in history. But then you walk onto the ground and you go, what is going on? What? How can they not design the perfect crew ground? That's not level. Yeah, but I people mean, haven't been there. The slope is so pronounced, isn't it? Oh, it's huge. I mean, were the engineers pissed? Were they drinking copious amounts of pints of beer while they're actually... I don't know if they were a lager. Would they be a lager or bitter back in 1862? Oh, might have been bitter, actually. I, I reckon it was bitter. Yeah. Well, um, I, there is a rumour, and I'd love uh, some one of the listeners to correct me here, but it, I think... Um, it was, was it Mr. Wyatt, um, a fast bowler from the 30s, played in borderline. Um, Gubby Allen, it was, 36, 37, he actually oh. captain. I think he was the president and they had the chance to level it. Yep. And he said, oh, no, no, we're not doing oh, that. No. Sorry, it's been since 1862. So they had Correct. the chance maybe 25, 30 years ago. Yep. And they retained the slope. Unbelievable. Why would you? I mean, Glenn McGraw is happy because he got eight for 32 because of the slope. So did you find benefits. Um, bowling, you know, I only played one day as there. Like I found You would it, have always bowled from the nursery end, exactly, though, wouldn't you? Exactly. Huh? Did you ever get... You, did, no, Glenn, did Glenn ever let you no, have one chance from the pavilion No. Because no, well, you would have been unreal from the Pavine end because Angling you would have... swing away. Yeah, I mean, that's really unplayable. Which end does Anderson bowl from? Uh, Pavilion end. Exactly. Who, I mean, I'm a poor man's James Anderson, but a similar type bowler. Um, but in one day cricket, because of the wides, so one is you got the angle, but then yeah. the swing. It keeps going. So, so to right-handers, it was okay, but yeah. to left-handers... You'd bowl about a seven-stump line <laughs> and say it, Emma, still working it through the leg side. Um, but I would have loved to have played Test match cricket because it would have moved the whole day. Yeah. What about batting? Look, I, I didn't. I, I was never fortunate enough to play a Test match there or a one-day game. No, but what about I, county? I, I played county cricket there. Um, for me, the excitement was actually the lunch. I'd, I'd heard oh. about it. I'd heard about this lunch from Glenn McGrath when I, I first toured in two thousand and five, and. All that was talked about was this lunch. Yes. And Pigeon, he just obsessed about this uh, three choices of desserts that you get, and he ate them all. Um, and that was what was special because it's sort of, how are you thinking, how can this lunch be so special? Well, there's one reason Mike Gatting never looked <laughs> to play at another county. And it wasn't the, the money he was getting paid. It was the lunch. It was the lunch, mm. the fringe benefits yeah. tax. But the slope was difficult, I must say, that um, even when you were batting, you felt that yeah, your head was falling <laughs> over. Or I, I didn't like it at all, um, A, because I actually struggled to see the ball. Um, the sight boards aren't great. I'm colourblind. So, oh, wow. So Lords is a really ugly place uh, if you've got sight vision troubles to bat. Um, but, and we know, um, I haven't heard batsmen sort of complain as much, Hodgie, but we know Mitchell Johnson struggled. Yeah. yeah, he said about the slope, and I had empathy because I, I felt the same way. James Pattinson, when he played one test there, talked about it as well. So it's a contributing factor because that's one advantage that the English players will yeah. have is that they've played a lot of cricket. Well, you'd there. have to feel that all your momentum is just falling away as a fast bowler. Um, and same as a butter, you just feel that your body position wasn't in great shape. And then, you know, it already played on your head what people were talking about, what the ball's going to do. So they, oh, it's going to shift down the hill. And you're like, well, how far is it going to move? <laughs> so you've already got this preconceived idea that it's going to jag back four feet. Well, it actually doesn't. So you're already probably, yeah, uh, you're already dismissed before you get there. So that's so it's the, going to be a great experience for the Australians that, be that haven't. Yeah. Um, but that record, 11 wins um, from 13 results, is amazing. And that, it was significant enough uh, last tour. It was our only win. And it was a um, flat pitch. It was a dry pitch. It mm. was in the more Australian condition. Smith got 200. Chris Rogers got a fantastic 100. Yep. Our bowlers are used to bowling in those conditions. So um, we've heard the pitch you know, had a green tinge two days ago. But I had that during the World Cup, Hodgie. But it once looks, you went out yeah. to the middle, it, it was dry as in the middle. It looks flat. It's always been flat. Um, you know, there's a bit early on in the morning, but it's more, as you know, it's all more down to overcast conditions, mm. whether there's clouds or it not. It swings. The, the pitches don't matter. They can look green, 
But, you know, if it's cloud cover, it will move. If it's not, it's flat as a house. Isn't it funny? All the sports scientists that say that um, the overhead conditions don't um, help the ball to swing. But once again, Lords uh, against England, yeah. Berendorf and Stark had the ball and it swung. It swung everywhere. Yeah, and so did the, yeah, and so, and when, I mean, I'm not sure what sports science the, they've been studying. Yeah. Um, but if you go back and ask the history of, a uh, hundred years of cricket, you will find that the ball will move predominantly in England. Of course, this is just in England. You think Somehow, of headingly as well with you? overcast conditions. Um, and and I've batted there, and when it's yeah, when it suns out, you don't feel you can <laughs> get out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, look, there might be some uh, justification for it, but you know. It doesn't matter whether the wicket's flat. If you see overcast conditions in England, you're Good happy chat. to get that uh, Duke ball in your hand and try and get some wickets. Talking about the Duke ball, a man's going to do it for the first time in a test match. It is the Archman, Joffre Archer. Mm. He comes in with 28 first-class games. Yeah. 1,000 runs at 30, 131 wickets at 23. That's superstar Oof. stuff. Oh, that's that's good as anyone. Um, that's scary, actually. I mean, uh, 28 games, oh, that's that's quite a number, actually. It's I, more than what I thought. He ha- yeah. He's only played one Red Bull game in the last 12 months, I think. But, um, you know, his attributes, what you've seen. I mean, the batting, I think he'll be a handy tail ender. You know, he provides a full face of the bat yeah. and, and can hit it quite hard. He's technically not too bad, actually, with the bat archer. Technically, with the ball, wow. He's got just about every ball. Every ball. Um, and he maximises his height, doesn't he? He's well, fast. look, I'm actually surprised they didn't play him in the first test. Yeah. Um, it needed a tough decision, especially. I, I love the way uh, Broad stepped up to the plate. Oh, beautifully. But if we had, you know, you weren't suspecting that uh, Jimmy would get injured, and Wokes has got a great record. But just as a captain, when you've got some firepower up your sleeve, and you'll probably see it this test, it's more so the Australian tail aren't going to get an opportunity to put on another 100 to 150 runs, which is so important. And so Australia have been so good at it as well. Um, it's hard enough to get the top six out. Nowadays, no. you've got to get the next five out. Well, I'm hearing the Aussies, they're putting a real focus on tail end of runs. I think Brad Haddon's taking those sessions, yeah. so they're, they're backing up exactly what you said. But they So what happened to the batting coach? It doesn't know how to bat. When they're not tail enders, ah. batting coaches, they're top order batsmen. Okay. They can't think <laughs> like a tail ender. They right. can't be as loose as a tail ender. So do they practice running between the wickets? Well, that was what you were good at. Nah, it was horrible. <laughs> nah, it was horrible. Glenn McGrath didn't they help should me. get Dino over there to practice Where te- is Dino? techniques. Well, he's in Canada. Oh, we're going to talk a little bit about that mm. league a little bit later on. Um, what has he put his is there CV a in? There is there. Has he put his CV in for the Pakistan job? You know, you're going to have to trump him to get that gig. Oh, I would have thought he's definitely the front runner. There's no doubt. Oh, no doubt there. Okay, just some um, quotes from Justin Langer, the Australian coach. I'm really curious how Archer is going to go. He's played one Red Bull game in 11 months. Sorry, I got that wrong. Very skilled, great athlete, but Test cricket's different than white ball cricket. Says Langer. Like we've talked about for a long time, we've got to keep wearing him down, getting back into his second, third or fourth spells. How's he going to be going when he gets into his fourth spell? So a little bit of uh, mental disintegration or mm. suggestion there from the Australian coach. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it depends what he's got in his first three spells. He might have two for four. Three for five and none for five, and then he might be going pretty well. Well, so. it's correct, but also they do have a luxury, haven't they? Is that Stokes is a genuine all rounder, so Archer's not going to have to bowl mm. twenty five overs. I don't reckon he's going to have to bowl twenty. I think he's going to bowl twelve to fifteen, and they're going to say go hard. Yeah, because they got the the, the world class all rounder in Ben Stokes. This is not the nice Australians, though, is it? From the the coach of the Aussies, is he going back to the old ways? Might be. Might be. Might, might be. be. Okay, so Ugly Aussies might be back. But yep. I'm looking forward to seeing this from uh, Joffre Archer. It, it looks exciting. Whenever you see someone with uh, ball speed over 145, it makes for it makes for good viewing. Yeah, and also he did fill in a few batsmen in the World Cup, didn't he? So yep. there's going to be some fear. Um, 
because of the actual ball speed that you're talking about. But Jofra Archer has responded no to way. the Australian coach, Justin Langer. Good. About time this happened. We want some fire. Yeah, but Archer has, uh, was asked um, about Langer's curiosity about his resilience at test level. Yeah. Archer, quote, I'm probably more ready than I've ever been. I bowl 50 overs in one game already for Sussex. I'm usually the one bowling the most overs anyway. So I think Justin Langer has another thing coming. <laughs> wow. Well, that's awesome. Tell you what I'd love. I'd love to see J.O. whack the pads on and have a crack at Archer. Wouldn't Not that? one of them would take a backward step. It'd no. be pretty cool to watch, actually. Um, that's good. Good from Archer. This is the fire we want. This is what we're after in Ashes cricket. A little bit of banter, a little bit of fire. Um, yeah, I've got to love that. No, I think it just adds a little bit there as well. And um, also, a bit of trivia time. When was the last time we saw an archer on the field at Lords? <laughs> I've no idea. Do they do archery in. They do it out the back in the nursery. Bang. 2012 Olympic Games in London. Four events took place. And no surprise, South Korea. Three golds, four medals. You know what? I actually watched this. Yes. Um, you've sparked my memory there. I actually did watch the archery on Lords on TV. What, what, what um, had you fascinated about it? Just because I had a, a common ground of playing cricket at Lords, so I just watched archery because I had a familiar... Did you feel any actually, zen? Like, did uh, you feel zen? Not really. Um, but I, <laughs> No, I didn't. Um, it's just that I probably had some other crappy uh, sport on, but no, this was a good sport. I okay. enjoyed it. Well, look forward to this archer. Mm. On the field. I think you'd be more fascinated by this one. For sure. But he he looks like he has got a bit of zen about him. Look, he's... And he, he's got skill. You he's know more accurate. about bowling, but he looks like he's got a fairly economical uh, action. Not, not and much can go wrong. To be able to deliver 20 to 25 overs. So Runs runs at the target. The good thing All is... All body parts are going towards the target. It's simple. He doesn't collapse too much on his back leg, right? Um, gets off his back leg quick. So even though he is six foot four, he's got his high release, I think, in world cricket. Yeah. So the ball is generally going to be pretty accurate and bouncing, isn't it? I wonder if he runs down the slope and falls over. <laughs> well, in the what do you do? He mainly in the final. He or bowled. his chain might wait. His chain will be a problem. That could for hurt him. batting. Mm. He could just fall across. He could be a big LBW chance. Good. There you go. Okay, um, three biggest questions in the UK at the moment. Right. What is Brexit? Why did the Spice Girls reunite? And how do you get Stephen Smith out? Uh, I can answer the first two. Yeah. Um, Brexit, I'm pretty sure it's some form of laxative tablet. Yes, correct. Um, uh, why did the Spice Girls reunite? Oh, it's like any, you do it for cash. Cash. Um, but also, you know, when they were in their prime, they were pretty hot. So it's actually good to see how they're going now. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested um, in that. And, and Ginger Spice actually married the Christian Horner, the boss of uh, Red Bull Racing Formula One team. Bit so, of trivia there. So she's there. We see her quite often. Oh, I do. One anyway, of Warnie's watch... favourite songs of all time, particularly on that 2001 Ashes tour. What, tell you what I want, what I really, really want. It's Raining Men by Jerry Halliwell. <laughs> it did our heads in. Righto. Oh, that's what Lords is good for, actually. Why don't you show me this? Is that you can sit out the other little window and look at all the chicks in the Moe tent? So Shane showed you that. Yeah, he? he did. Yeah, that's he a big did. surprise. He did. He actually didn't move from that spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last one. I've no idea how to get Steve Smith out. That's so a, articles are saying uh, left arm orthodox spin. That's not getting him out. Um, bouncy quicks off a length. No, that's not getting him out. Okay. Um, maybe the double bouncer. That's the only way I can see. Well, uh, that's the way you created that. Maybe. Um, what about Jeff Boycott's come out? Now, if there's anyone that knows batting, it's Boyks. Right. Isn't it? Yeah, for sure. So... Um, and funny enough, during the week, August 11th, uh, was the 42 years uh, since he made his 100th in a test match at Headingley. So he first manned to score 100 100s in a test match and at home for Boyks. But in his article, How to Get Smith Out, he said, um, after Edgbaston, Smith was like saying, it's Christmas every day batting against England. And he is right. But yep. a comment like that should be embarrassing for England players and should really hurt them. His plan is to attack the stumps and pack the leg side field. That's from Jeff Boycott. 
We can do it, but the thing is, he doesn't miss it. Steve Smith at the moment, so it might stop his runs for a while. But then how... I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what the uh, English bowlers have got in store for Steve Smith. They've tried that. A few people have tried that. Um, they've tried outside off stump. I think they need to go to a fraction more unconventional tactic and do what uh, South Africa did to Michael Clark over in uh, South Africa, South Africa and, and come around the wicket and, and try and attack under the ribs, put two back, leg slip, leg gully. And well, it's reason- worth a go. Do you think it got dismissed against New Zealand? Ferguson bowled really fast. Yeah. But that, that, that catching leg gully, like Smith actually nailed it, mm. but it was in the air. And there was some some shots he played, um, I think, in the second innings, which went in the air that way. Like it's a, it's a risk. It could score runs. But even if he gets a quick 40, getting him out is such a psychological edge for England, isn't it? We have to try and make him uncomfortable. And that's what the South Africans did. Good enough, Pup was. He actually went on to make a hundred. Was a, it was a great. A, it was a ridiculously good hundred. How he got that, Michael Clark. Um, I didn't think he was going to get past ten, but this is what the English have to do to try and get him out. They have to come up with some other uh, technique, or what they're doing is just not working. I mean, this is not, not just this test, but the ones prior. He's averaging about nine thousand. Yeah. So you just think. At the end of their marks, they're, yeah. they're not thinking, I reckon I can get him out with this ball. Well, Jeff, if he's saying that the uh, you know, left-arm orthodox are the way to get Steve Smith out, I mean, Leachy didn't get a wicket against Ireland, so how do you think he's going to get the best batsman out? I'm not sure. Well, you've, it's just... Pick Monty Panesar, more chance of getting Steve Smith out. He's plugging his book at the moment. I hope you're on social media. He's on fire on social media. Wow, actually. he got me at Lords. <laughs> Don't worry about that, Monty. What, um, hey... Just the Aussie, can you see any any changes? Uh, Alfie said he's talking to Bancroft about clearing his mind. So that says to me he's playing. What's he clearing his mind I about? I don't know. Um, he should do some archery then. Well, I, I thought he's been doing yoga and all that he has. junk for a long time, so his mind should be clear. Um, your mind is never clear when you actually nick him to the slips or miss straight ones, so that's unfortunate. stumps are... Cameron, the ground. Uh, he might be better off now that he's got that test out of the way. I think that was pretty tough for Warner and Bancroft actually walking out and open the batting. That may have been something the selectors may have looked at and maybe overlooked whether they can, you know, I mean, talk about being tough. It's tough to walk out to consistent booze and yeah. abuse and then concentrate on your task. So. I had to put up with that, but it was from my teammates. <laughs> so that, that, that really hurt. Uh, any changes with the quicks? I, I'm, I, I wish they, I hope they uh, keep an unchanged team. Well, there's no reason why that won't work. I mean, uh, yeah, we talked last time about Siddle and Pattinson challenging the stumps. And if there's any sort of help from the slope, that's gold. That's perfect. So it worked. I think they'll be more a threat. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's their best attack that they picked for the first 11. They won. Why wouldn't they do it again? Uh, the only question I'll have for you is, is James Pattinson. Um, no one else deserves a rest. No chance. No quick bowler from here on in gets a rest. Well, Cummins has come out and said he's gone against the trend. Josh Hazelwood talking about, oh, there'll be rotations. We've got to be paired, you know, for horses, for courses. And Cummins said, I want to play every test. Yes, and I, I go, it. good on you. Good on you, for sure. And and what he's saying is that come and get my spot if you want it, Josh. This is the downfall. When you get nominated vice-captain of Australia, <laughs> turn it down. If you want to stay in the side, turn it down. Josh Hazelwood, Mitch Mitchell Marsh. Marsh. There's a few that are... Trav Head's going all right. Trav, oh, he's hanging in there. That's nice. Correct. Um, but, yeah, turn it down. No, it's a, for Pattinson, unless there's um, he, he was injured in the first test. He's had, what, a week off. Um, Should it, be enough. It, it didn't bowl a lot in the second inning. So unchanged for me. England, you've said it, Leach, uh, Leachy's in. And, um, well, we'll just see what he has to come. I think he'll – a little bit of the option would be the perceived threat of left-arm orthodox against um, uh, Stephen Smith. But, you know, Leach against Ireland, I mean, he got 90 as not watchman. Yeah, well, they're going to need those um, runs. So maybe runs and, and also giving the, the quicks a bit of a rest. Yeah, well, I mean, their attack actually looks better with the left arm orthodox, with Archer in. 
in our Stokes, Wokes and, and Broad looks pretty handy actually. So that'll be a test for the Aussies. Um, I think he's more of a containing bowler, Jack Leach. I don't think he'll rip from him. And it doesn't turn that much in but I think in they'd take Lords that. anyway. I think they'd take a, a containing bowler. Uh, Moen Ali wasn't getting wickets and he wasn't containing. No. So and not getting any runs. No, it's a good choice. It's, a, it's a, had to happen. Well, we'll be doing a review to that uh, next week. Hopefully the Aussies go 2-0. Hey, uh, last night I had the great opportunity to catch up with the next teammate of ours. I'm going to read out what they said about the man in Crick Info. He's a Victorian, left-handed, technically watertight, big-beaked, nothing wrong with that, <laughs> bears a spooky resemblance to Bill Laurie, where Laurie's international day, uh, days finished with his sacking as a captain. I don't know why that's in there, actually. Um, this man debuted 96-97, second test. He was 78 not out, and he was pl- ploughed into by Mark War and mangled his knee. Two precocious hook-laden centuries at Lords and Headingley in 97. Eased the pain. Uh, he was earmarked, earmarked for the future as a sure-footed, elegant yet powerful driver. He scored 556 runs at 55 in the 1997 Ashes. I caught up with Matty Elliott. Let's hear what he had to say. Matthew Elliott Herbie, welcome to your 1997 Ashes life. Can't wait. Next 15 minutes is going to fly. It is going to fly. Hey, Herbie, coming into that series, you played against South Africa. Um, What about the first Test match? I mean, it was significant. England actually won a Test match against the Aussies of that era. Um, you got runs in the second inning, 66, so that must have given you a little bit of confidence in English conditions. But probably the story of the second innings was Tubby Taylor, who had a run of outs um, that even Glenn McGrath wouldn't be proud of in the previous 18 months. Do you remember the feeling when, when Tub went out there to bat in that second innings? Um, it felt like we were one for none every innings. <laughs> he was just... He just really in a bit of a slump, Tubbs, and um, I just I remember we got knocked over in the first. It happened really quickly too. Like was the whole game was in a bit of a rush and a bit of a blur. Yeah. Second innings, miles behind. I'm thinking, oh, just I hope I get some. And do you think? Are, are the, what are the players thinking that this could be the end of Tubby's career? Oh, just hoping that he gets a few runs because it was sort of getting to the point where yeah he was. As good as his captaincy was, his performances were influencing whether he was going to get picked or not. And then it was the miracle of Edgebaston. <laughs> it was like literally the miracle because he didn't look like making a run. So, but you're batting at the other end. So, as you said, you're trying to you know make your mark in the team, you know, solidify your spot opening up, um, but also. You know, what was he like as he was going through? Because, you know, he was struggling to get to double figures. Was he was he getting more confidence as he was going through? Was he delusional? Was he insecure? What were what what were the range of emotions for Tub? Bit of both, but I saw like he's ever the pragmatist, like he was very real no, he was a, real, a realist. But in South Africa in the last innings of the last tests, he got thirty and then came in and he had a shower and put some underarm on, the towel was around him, got some food, and it was like he'd made a double hundred. <laughs> and I thought, oh, hang on a minute, he's lost touch with what reality. He got a scratchy 30, and it, like he'd made a double hundred. So he was looking, like, he was really struggling. And looking for positives, and it was a positive 30. Yeah, and he was feeling that good in his own mind about getting 30. So that's when I really saw him struggle. Like he'd never shown any cracks in the in the facade, like what he well, put out every day. But that was a, he was solid as he's solid as his defence oh, conferences, wasn't he? Yeah, always. But I think internally he was really, really starting to feel it. But he never showed it. Um, but yeah, it was the miracle of Edge Baston. It was like he was holding the fat end and batting with the handle. <laughs> but uh, no, he did well. And you know, when you're behind under the pump. To get him as well. Oh, definitely. Was, um, so when you got huge. out, Herb, you know what was Tubby on at that stage? Uh, I used, I'd like to think I could outscore Tub most innings. So he was on ten. Um, he was probably on. I don't know. Forty. We put on a hundred, I think. Yeah. 
So a good start, and then Bluey came in and batted sensationally as well. So we sort of scrapped ourselves back into the game. Um, and then, yeah, Tubbs got 100, which put I think we are 200 and something or yeah. in front. And um, I thought, oh, we're a chance here, especially with Warren McGrath. Um, but they batted well for, remember Thorpey? Old Butterfingers Thorpey? Yeah, but a good player. He got a few. Good player. Terrific player. He got runs, and Nasser Hussain's amazingly got runs as well. Double hundred for, for Nass. So so you lose that one. Um, what's the mood around? On that test, though, Flynn, yeah. on that test. Right, so I'm on the boundary. They need three to win. Warnie's bowling. I think, I reckon Alex Stewart might have been in. And I look behind me, and all the English fans, all the faces painted, they're in war mode. They're going to storm the ground, and I'm a long way from the pavilion, and I'm slow. And I thought, shit, I'm in trouble here. And that was the days when they used to put a flimsy bit of rope out in front of the pavilion, and that was security. That's not stopping him. No. And um, so, of course, Stuart hits it in front of point. I have to chase it. They know they're going to win. I have to put in a token effort to chase it. I'm running further away from the pavilion. <laughs> Got a couple of them jumped the fence. I'm alone, so I'm panicking. couple jumped the fence, bumped me over. One guy gives me a bit of a Benny. One grabs my cat. I'm in all sorts. <laughs> so, um, so you get off and... So- I saw red, so I... Chase the, I said, give that cat back. He oh, goes, yeah. no. And I, so I'm after him. Oh, wrestled so into the ground. The baggy green or the flop? Because you baggy green. Back. No, the baggy Ooh, green. You've got to get that back. I've got to get that back. Because I'm thinking that's a souvenir. I could auction that off in 20 years' time. So I get in, get him down, give him a bit of a Benny, get my thing back. Eventually make it way back through the flimsy security. We've been beaten. I've been punched up. I've been beaten up. I've got red paint all over me. I'm sitting there, you know, we've been beaten. And then Warnie gets wind of what's going on. So he's made it, you just want to sit there and be quiet when you've lost. He's blown it up into a much, this is a disgrace. You know, Herbie could have been killed. Yeah. Could have been Terry Alderman. You could have been the 97 Terry Alderman. But you got your back. Version of Terry Alderman. Got it back, but um, yeah, very eventful first test. I don't reckon anyone's fought harder for the baggy green. That's a great story. That'll be this is getting got a couple in on the bowlology report. I know you're a keen fan of the bowlology report. Hey, Herb, so you go towards the second test match, and for one player, Glenn McGrath, you know, had had a shocking first test. You know, one of the great Australian bowlers got two for 107 in the in the first innings. but you go to Lords, and and the big man is one of the great competitors, isn't he? And so he takes eight for thirty-eight. Did you know straight away that he was on and that he'd enjoy the slope? Just first couple, bit of nip. He had his tail up, and it's just unstoppable. And once he got it, you know what he's like when he got a sniff. He um, he was sensational. I'm surprised he can get ten for. But there was another significant thing there too. It was actually Paul Rifle come into the test match. He wasn't part of the squad, which was a a big surprise. Um, yeah. But he comes in, and as Paul Rifle used to do, the underrated cricketer, you know, two wickets, not leaking any runs, so building pressure there. So was there a feeling that that, that pistol coming in was a big in? Well. For Victorian players, I just thought, yeah, this is a big turning point in the series. Um, some of the New South Wales guys, you know, they pretty much focus on New South Wales. I don't want Don Nash. But, yeah, but I always thought, always thought Pistol coming in was almost a lot, nice little turning point in the series. And then he bowled beautifully, like a support role. And um, and Dizzy was starting to get back to to his best as well. So, it was a, yeah, I thought that was a real turning point. Okay, forget about them now. Um, now, what about yourself? Had you played much at Lords before? I don't think you'd played county cricket at this stage. Um, you know, what was it like, you know, playing, obviously, your first Lords test? Um, how did you cope with the slope, you know, you know, batting-wise? Um, you know, what was those first 20 runs like? Uh, Tubby left early, but 
that that wasn't surprising <laughs> for that period of time. Just a great experience, Flem. I had to play there and I played a test match was a bit of a you know boyhood dream stuff. And back then, the the members too never got roped off. So when you walked out to bat, you actually walked through the members who were talking to each other, and half of them didn't know there was a game on. <laughs> and some would say, "See you in an old chat." All that sort of stuff. So to experience that on the way out was sensational. And I just had a ball, loved every minute of it. I would have said, and the usual good luck, but not so much good luck. Too much, yeah, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Um, so you're batting with, with Bluey uh, for that start of the, um, the innings there. But um, yeah. pretty good English attack too. You know, looking back, you know, Goff, Malcolm, Caddick, the Welsh Rock, uh, Crofty. Always contributing. So, you know, how tough was that against them um, more early on than later on in the innings? Well, I thought that they bowled well. Caddick as well, I thought he would always do better than what he did. I don't know what the bit was that was missing because he had everything. He had height, he had pace, he could move the ball. Yeah. But um, one of our biggest advantages was the fact that Devitt Malcolm was fielding. Yes, yes. And quite a few of us hit balls in the air down to Devon who, you know, said it before, he's legally blind. He's not even allowed to drive. Couldn't catch basketballs. (laughs) I think he was naught and seven for the series. (laughs) Debbie at fine league. So Bluey and I sort of got a bit lucky. He could make it up with the bat though. (laughs) And he's batting as well. So it was fair to say he was a one-dimensional cricketer. Hey, so you lose Bluey. And out walks Mark War, the man that shirt fronted you in your second test match and took you out of cricket. Um, what was the sort of chat like in the middle with him? Oh, always gold, Junior. Like he always gave you. I love batting with him because he never took it too seriously. He used to like getting a few gags in there. <laughs> but um, no, and yeah, you know, I, I, I lost him when I was a kid, so I just loved batting with him just to watch him bat. Well, you hit 24s out of that 120, uh, 112 runs, which is a huge percentage. Was that based on that you just didn't trust running between the wickets with Junior? <laughs> I think it was mostly around the fact that um, intri- uh, sorry, weather interrupted innings or game, and it got to the point where we lost so much time where we had to just go for it to try and get some runs on the board to knock them over. So you could play with a bit of freedom, which was quite a good thing because the wicket was doing a bit. And that, so, um, that puts the onus back on the bowlers too, doesn't it? And also, if you get out, you've got an excuse. Oh, I was told to get on with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about the 100, mate? How did you bring it up? What about the emotions there? Oh, just a little fist pump. Not a big, you know. I don't remember you as much a of a little... celebrator. You're, not, you're often nah. back with your floppy... Um, for Victoria, and you'd embrace the floppy and the bat at the same time. I remember that as a distinctive celebration from yourself, but no kissing. Bit in that wicket, so I just went with the year guards. Yeah. And the fact that I had quite a big, I've still got quite a long face, so it was hard to get the, the grill around it. There's nothing wrong with a long face and big nose and being from Victoria, uh, Matthew. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so, so it was a draw. So you're 1-0 down in the series, and then you, you move on from there. Um, and then there's a nice little period for... Did you have many county games in between? Like, did you feel like you've got the 100, um, you win in Manchester, um, and then it gets to the, the Matthew Elliott epic, the 199, Um you know, did you, did you know straight away that you're, you're in for a big one or was it a, a, the usual sort of one up there at Leeds where it nibbled around and, and, and you sort of just backed yourself? Well, unlike, I saw in the paper, I think today, the modern guy who's walking through the streets and they've got every second day off. We played like every day, just felt like we played every day. Yeah. We had games in between. And um, I remember room with Greg Blewett, who was struggling with a bit of a knee as well. And because um, we we're the young guys on the tour, we played all the tour games as well. And this is back in the era of twin shared rooms. So that's how long ago it was. And we just looked at each other and we couldn't move. Yeah. We were spent. <laughs> I just laid there and watched Bluey push his wallet down and spring back up with all his tour allowance money in it. <laughs> 
He was very good like that, Blue. There was no one Enjoyed more, his cash. There was no one more strategic until you were joined by Jason Armberger for Victoria of just <laughs> keeping those pediums, was he? he? He loved watching his wallet spring back up, Blue. He loved his cash. Hey, so um, no, Headingley was great test. But first, Hipped around a bit. But what about the you know, Jason Gillespie back and let himself go seven foot. Um, how quick did he bowl that day? And and how scared were some of the English tail enders? Robert Croft was petrified. <laughs> and I think do you, I don't know if you met Mike Smudge Smith. Yeah, he wasn't getting LBW, was he, Smitty? No, no, his pads were out near Peter Willie at square leg. <laughs> No, Dizzy bowled, um, bowled rapid. I think he always said it's one of the quickest spells he's kept to. Yeah, yeah. I just remember. I was dirty on He stole the man of the match from me, though. Oh, I was going to get to How that. do you work that out? 199 versus 7 for? Well, you know where my votes are, and it's not for the batsman with 199, who failed to get a 200, by the way. But um, <laughs> hey, starting off your innings, though, you lost Tubby again early. Yeah, Tubbs was, um, I think, caught, yeah, caught behind, so one for not many. Off Goffey. And then we were actually in trouble at four for 50, and we talk about big ins like uh, Ponting in, Gillespie in, um, uh, sorry, Rifle in, Gillespie in, and now Ponting in. And then yeah, I think Bevo, Bevo got dropped um, for Ponting to come in, so he'd started off the series a bit slow, and he was struggling with the short ball. Yeah. Yeah. Did he and, talk about um, that at all? Did he mention it at all? No, he kept it pretty much to himself, <laughs> except when he knew he was going to get dropped, and then he went and had a chat to Swampy Marsh out on the ground in the warm-up. Just a nice diplomatic chat. chat went for about half an hour. And how much did Swampy have to say? Not much. The warm-up was decidedly shorter that day. <laughs> but Ricky um, uh, came in and... That was it. Rest is history, isn't it? Maiden Test hundred. And and obviously you'd played against uh, Rick for for ages. And meanwhile, you're absolutely belting him as well. But you know you, you're probably getting the glimpses of the ponting that you know we were going to see for the next you know fifteen years, wasn't it? It's such a dominant player, a bit like yourself too. You know, played the pull and hook shot really well. But if you over pitched, you you're in trouble. Um, but I think he's one of those batsmen that, that bowlers really felt on the back foot too. It just, and, you know, young and, and attacking, so he'd come out and just take you on from ball one. He wouldn't, didn't take much for him to get into his stride. So, um, oh, you know, I was lucky enough to watch him in the early part of his career, and that was still, because he was so young, but I, I was amazed that he'd struggled even a little bit then, and he got dropped, and then he came back. Um, and just but, um, through your innings, though, um, I think you might you could have been Mike Smith's only Test wicket, but um, he was you were put down, weren't you? Thorpey had slip on thirty odd, yeah, an absolute sitter. And then Smith so, ends up his whole career with not a Test wicket, none for, and played one Test. Yeah, I think he made a duck as well, or maybe a pair. I would have thought. Um, <laughs> So, one ninety nine. Steady, steady debut. So why didn't you? Why didn't you get your two hundred? And was that Goffey been bumping me all game? And I thought he's going to go again here. I'm going to go from one ninety nine to two hundred five. <laughs> he did the reverse Malachi for the first time in the whole game. He bowled a Yorker, and it was a beauty, wasn't it? Oh, and stumps everywhere. And I caught up with him a couple of years later at the MCG and he bought this broken stump for me to sign. No. He must have had a testimonial coming out. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would have thought, though. But Goffey... Thanks, Goffey. Great character, great there. Um, so, and then, so, Herbert, it just started to, to be the, the dominant series for yourself and the team, wasn't it? You know, the fifth test, Notch, yeah, um, won that as well. Um, and then the last test was a bit of a fizzer, wasn't it, on the raging turner, but... Um, but overall, a reflection for your career. I mean, it was obviously a, a, a high for you. You're the dominant batsman on, on either side. Um, but have you, have you got any reflections, you know, 22 years on, you know, about that tour? One of the 
greatest highlights was the Canberra Raiders were in town for the Headingley Test match. And um, it's fair to say they gave it a nudge over the four days of the game. And I think they had a few connections within the team. So they came into the rooms to celebrate the victory with us. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that we all survived their post-match celebrations was amazing. Wasn't there Australian cricketers' heads going through? (laughs) (laughs) They had blokes and they were throwing blokes up through a fake roof in the change room. They were wrestling with each other. One of them grabbed a bat and smashed the other one in the stomach with a bat. (laughs) And he said, hit me harder. And laughing, yes. And laughing about it. And just, there was wigs on. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, that's a great... I'm amazed we got through that. I reckon it's a great last couple of thoughts, you know, about the 97 tour. And, mate, just these days, quickly, um, you've got sons that, that are in the cricketing pathways and footy pathways. You know, Sam's got a contract there at Cricket Victoria. Zach's opening the batting um, at... Uh, at Fitzroy, um, and what about the Beast? What, what, what your third um, son? What, why is he called the Beast? The Beast is six foot six at fifteen, so we think he's going to be the biggest of all of them. So he's always just been called the Beast. So what's Zach, Zach's height? Uh, Zach's about six six. I think he's got Zach. Sam's about six seven. Yeah, yeah. But Will wants, yeah, I think Will might be bigger than all of them. So we're hoping it comes to fruition. And just the to, beast. And good luck to him, Will. You're watching out for, for the boys. Um, and uh, and Sam, funny enough, a big, tall, fast bowler. So he might take more wickets than his, than his, uh, than his father. But to finish on probably the. Career, High benchmarks, then. 13 first class wickets. I don't think he'll get past me. Biggest name you got out? <sighs> probably Mark Wall. North Sydney Bowlers Graveyard. Was that pre or post shirt front to ruin your knee and your career? Post, so even sweeter. Jeez, that was sweeter. Just keep it walking. Sweet. Let's finish on the, the obvious highlight, though. Um, you know, some fine test hundreds, but I suppose um, the thing that feels deepest to you with your Australian career was uh, your one one-day international. Um, we've still got another half an hour to fill here. If you want to talk about... Um, your batting, your innings on that day, and just the general feelings of that one day, feel free. I think I got one off 16. Yep. Bit surprised I didn't get another one. Yep. Did you win? But um, I enjoyed the one that I had, Flem. Nah, and you've got the, the yellow... Waiting for the, um, the reunion. Cap. The yellow cap. I'll, I'll look that up. I'll, I'll get on to another yellow, one, one game, yellow cap. Game wonder. Herbie, Matty Elliott, that was... Your 1997 Ashes Tour Life. Thanks for mate. Thanks, Herb. See you, bud. So, Hodgie, you played a lot with... Um, it was a fascinating interview, too. There was a fair bit of humour in there from, from Herb. Yeah. You played a lot of um, cricket for Victoria with yep. him. I mean, how good a player was he? Phenomenal. Uh, if you ask many players around Australia and the world, you'd wonder how he didn't play 70 or 80 tests. Yeah. And I'm not sure what went wrong. You didn't touch on it in the interview. Or he... Actually, no, you didn't ask him. Um, no, which... I thought I thought we will catch up with Herbie. We're trying to get him as a, a as a guest for an episode, so I thought I'd just focus on the, the 97 Ashes. That uh, that series. Um, he was the best batsman on either team by a mile. By a mile, and didn't look like getting out. One of the one of the greatest things that I've ever seen Herbie do was against England at uh, Bendigo, and Victoria were playing against England in Bendigo, and it was fast, and it was so the wicket was fast. It was overcast conditions. We were just out there playing because, you know, there were spectators there and they made us get out there. And Herb was just hooking um, Devin Malcolm for oh. fun out of the stadium. And no, uh, as you mentioned in the uh, he interview. He didn't wear a grill, did No he grill. Wear, no. This, he had a floppy on this oh. day. It was remarkable batting. It was frightening. And I don't think there's too many players in the world that can do that. He was incredible. Well, I remember particularly, I'd like to see his record against WA. And in particular, you know, he'd pick a moment, he'd be on 70 or 80 and deliberately call for the floppy. <laughs> and big Joe Angel, we love him. Bowl short. We just bowl short at him yeah. every time. Uh, he was an unbelievable player. Great record in Perth. Um, 
which was good because I couldn't get it run there. <laughs> uh, um, but what a top order to be able to play under. Uh, the big cheeseburger got to mention there as well. Another uh, good uh, short ball player. Has a number three just sitting behind you yeah. know, those two uh, was was just a luxury. They, they, I mean, they just didn't get out. And, but there was um, a lot in there too, wasn't there? You know, you remember like Mark Taylor having a shocking 18 yeah. months and – and getting through by the end. Um, but it's funny, looking up, there were still some low scores after that 100. But that was interesting. We were 1-0 down. When I, was heard, when I heard about that, it must have been like, really difficult for an opening batter to walk out there with a partner just absolutely shot on confidence. So he's done well to actually perform really well in that 97 Ashes, knowing that your partner at the other end is probably sapping up energy and you know you can't... When you're batting in the middle, you love to ride off other people's yeah. skills. That's why you see love batting with Junior, you know, because he bowl one of the pads, clip it for four, and, you know, you can ride off that energy. And that's where Greg Blewett had a good series because yes. he was often in in the first yeah. over. But, that, you know, that was an underrated series from, from Bluey as well. And that would have been good for them. You said they were rooming together back in the old days, and, and they would have talked about that as a partnership. What ball of, do you reckon will be joining yeah, each other? Yeah, something like that. And then, you know, how are we going to go about, you know, not uh, – uh, yeah, that was a tough series for Tubby, and um, but also tough for your number three because mm. there's just no respite. You know, some days you just want to get in there, sit on your backside for an hour or so, and watch the openers take the shot. Well, like off you the said new for ball. Victoria, yeah, with Arnie and uh, Herbie, and it's gold. Um, I mean, what a what a uh, unfortunate incident when he was on seventy eight and Mark War hit him. Yeah. Um, it's just such a huge turning point in a career. And his knees were a problem for the rest of the career, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 100%. But what the problem was, he was out of the game for a little bit, which sort of stunted his momentum as well. Um, yeah, I mean, you get 100 in your second test match, you're flying. You're flying, you? absolutely yeah. flying. So, And one thing about Tubby, though, just to say about his temperament, I remember talking to Jeff Marsh, our coach at the time, yeah. and he had you know so much pressure on him, the lack of runs. Every press conference, you know, Jeff Marsh would say, "Do you want me to go to it?" But Tubby yeah. went to all of them, which says a lot about yes. you know his character. Yeah, it does. Uh, it says a lot. He's him and Dino are easily the best players I've seen uh, in my lifetime in Victoria. Um, can't comment too much on on uh, Ponsford and all those sort of things. But yeah, even throughout the seventies, growing up watching. You know, yeah, that generation. Yep. Yeah, I, I can't see it. Matthew Elliott still is clearly the best player I've seen. With and him. has anyone battled harder to retain their baggy green of when he was absolutely <laughs> ambushed yes. running off after the win? That's unbelievable. Like, what a, he got what a fantastic story. For the, ba- for the baggy green. And I look, I don't see him as a fiery character. No. He was a bit aggressive when he had one or two extra cans on a Saturday night. But... A couple of sherbets. <laughs> Other than that, uh, no, I, this would have been great. And rightly so, you've got to fight for your bag of green. But what a fantastic. Uh, we need to see if anything like that's happened in any local leagues. You know, be good to Have know. you fought for your own cap there. <laughs> but great to chat with Herbie. Um, and as we said, at that stage, he was probably the best batsman in the world up there with Lara and Tendulka yep. for, for that three month period. Oh boy, it's this time. It's your segment. This is the reason, um, well, I thought it was the reason that celebrities didn't um, get onto social media as, as much because any self-promotion, you would call them out. But yep. one of our mates oh has gone, um, it's, it's the moon landing version of the social media self-promoter award. Yep. Um, and I'm going to have to throw it to you. Well, we'll start straight from the top because he's been vacant for a long period you of time. You called him out last episode. I did, actually. I didn't think that he was active. Um, <laughs> and I actually rang him and spoke to him about... Um, Something else. ...about wicket-keeping. And maybe he's just he's found that he's just slipped off the perch. Did you mention anything to him at all. the time? Not no. at all. Not okay. at all. But it's, it's Google Gilly is back. Adam Gilchrist. Love this watch from my at Jaguar Australia family. Would be a perfect Father's Day gift. If you're still looking for something for Dad, click in the link in Jaguar's bio and use the code JAGSHIP2 for free shipping on your order. It was brilliant because it... it, it, Has he come back later and said he was hacked? 
No, he didn't. Um, he, he what are some of the comments? He got there? caught out a little bit. Junior just said, is there any chance the rest of the Fox team can actually get one? So, so Junior's actually trying to uh, get a, a cheap watch there himself. But he's actually got flogged. So Andrew Knight um, has just said that that's 11 million points, he reckons, for that. He for goes, the social media. There's yeah. no more blatant. Michael Schultz has all the, called him out. Google, Google Gillian, fine form, six points. Um. Yeah. It's it's it goes on and on. There's someone else that Gilly plugging from Kale uh Volitikas. So they're all over Gilly. But I know Gil. I know Google Gil. He doesn't do things that are unplanned too much. No, he's been well. He, he's been absent, and I, I don't. Not sure whether I'm not sure whether um, you know what Gilly's records like at uh, at Lords. But did he score a hundred at Lords or anything like that? So I'd maybe, say so. Off eighty balls. Why probably. not? So maybe he's just coming, getting active around Lords. Um, that might be. But that's pretty special. I'm not sure. I'll do some votes. I'm on not that. sure how okay. we can top that. But who, I'm going to give it a shot. Who else have you got? So who have we got? We've got um, our gra- a great friend in this space, Kevin Peterson, has come back. Been um, a little bit quiet, KP. Yeah, he has been a little bit quiet. Is it not I'm good golfing weather over there? Just lost uh, where I'm at. Ah, oh, here we go. Um, so let's let's start with KP. Uh, KP, a fun journey begins with at Betway UK today. <laughs> I've been signed as their global cricket ambassador. All oh my blah blah blah. Look how bad that photo is of KP. So that's him just staring, not smiling, throwing up a cricket ball. That, yep. that, that's what boring people like me do. Because he's into he's into betting, right. uh, KP. He is now. He is now. Uh, this is a beauty. I mean, I've never seen so much action from this human. Um, <laughs> Steve Tugawar uh, should be on everyone's bucket list. Premier League match at Old Trafford. Uh, you know, just there he is outside of Manchester United. So he's got a couple of free tickets. I'd like there. to know how many posts no he doubt. had pre Ashes tour. Correct, I, it could be zero. Well, here he is again. So he's oh, at Man- so this is how bad he's tarting himself around. Not only is he at Manchester United, opening round of the Premier League at London Stadium, Man City too good. There he is with a free T-shirt. Man City with the boys hanging out with Peter Siddle. Please don't Mitch tell me Marsh, he's got his name on the back. Tim Payne. I'm sure he has to. He's not no. actually showing that. But, um, Tugger, you've been on fire. That, keep it going. Uh, <laughs> another New South Welshman, um, Brett Lee. Thanks, Sammy, John, and all the staff at the at District Brasserie for putting on possibly one of the best stakes I've ever had. Tomahawk, blah, 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 blah. Chat potatoes. No, one of the best. That's brilliant. It's just a free steak, Binger. Well done. Um, good job there. Uh, Shane Warne, been active. World Cricket Committee Day at the home of cricket. There he is, just pitching himself up there in front of the Lords there. That's a very, but it's a very polished post from Very polished. Uh, I didn't want to promote his other stuff, which was his coach of the 100 ball, things like that, and how excited he is for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he got that out. I'll tell you what's happened, and, and, uh, I think maybe Gilly might be in contact with the greatest of all time. That's Greg Norman, the shark. He's made an appearance. So here he is, the shark, with a motto like, beat yesterday, there is no better fit than at Garmin into hashtag attack life mindset. So I'm thrilled to announce my newest model of Garmin. There he is, the shark on the golf course with his kit bag, with his own name on it, as you do. I want one. So he's back. I want Well, I I wouldn't be surprised if that was after Gillies, because he knows there's a threat. That's what I'm saying. They're on to each other. I reckon they're secretly WhatsApping each other. Because straight away after this, correct? It's, it, they're going to be top two. Correct. Uh, another one. So all the big guns have come out to play this weekend. Well, look, it's on the back of Gilly here, Professor Dino. Oh, he's back. What a great day with these rascals. Rascals. At Seoul, at Mahala, at Brian Lara Official, hashtag Rattlesnake Point Golf Club. Um, that's good He's to see the- that you're actually the fattest one there, Dino, as well. So, you know, there he is, Simon Dool. Oh, wow. Mahala. He, he, he's been quiet. BC Lara, all cuddling, hugs around. So, anyway, it's brilliant. And while we're on the motion of that, Brian Lara, it's the big players around. G220 has become even better. 
Then in the second edition, there's so much talent on display and local cricketers are rubbing shoulders with their international stars. Some great atmosphere at all the matches. These are early years in something really big for cricket in North America. Wow, that's a long tweet. Isn't it? Um, uh, Instagram or whatever. But we know what you're on about there, uh, BC. Yes, that is uh, Promotion. free cash. Um, anyway, that's all I've got for you. All you've got? I mean, you've gone bank. This is probably the biggest one you've ever done. It's been huge. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'm going to go backwards. Brian, just three votes. Um, uh, Professor Dino, three. Um, Normo, five. And I want you to watch his post <laughs> now. He Because I reckon he's lost the lead. He's been quiet. He's lost the lead. Mm. And does he want to win his third title? Yes, he does. Um Warney just two. That that wasn't the most extravagant from Warney, but no. but we've got a whole Ashes series mm. um, coming up. Can we get Pup over there? Where's Pup? He's quiet. He's not employed by uh, Sky Sports. Well, that that's makes why me angry. That's why he's quiet. I reckon. If you get a Warn M Clark commentating on the Ashes, that would be a vote it's fest. It's going to be big. Um, Tugger, you've got the most improved <laughs> award, hasn't he? So Rising Star votes Award. For both. Rising, Rising Star. Star. Um, and keep at it, Tug. Uh, KP, four votes. Four votes. Um, extravagant t- uh, tweet or uh, Instagram post, but, yeah, quite a boring post. And for Adam Gilchrist, I talked about the moon landing. I am giving him 50 Votes. Yeah, I see, 50 no votes because I have not seen ever seen a post like that. No, amazing. But yeah. I, I know, Gil, I reckon there's a little bit of, um, I want to win this award about it too. So I, I reckon he's number one I, on my list of the votes done. I think Normo's 47 and then there's miles below them. Mm. Tugger's getting up there. Isn't he? But I, I'm interested to see, you know, Gilly, Gilly's set a benchmark there. And so if anyone's hoping to get awards or votes in your social media self-promoter mm. award, have a look at the post, learn from it, and, and start posting. It's definitely benchmark for sure. But that is the Bradley Hodge Social Media Self-Promoter Award. Hey, mate, our guide to, Brian Lara talked about the Global T20 over in Canada. Finals over. The Winnipeg Hawks overcome, uh, overcome Superman Russell to win the title in the Super Over. But the story is, it's a bit confusing with Andre Russell, isn't it? He's injured, not yeah. picked for the West Indies India tour or, or to play against India yeah. over there because yeah. of an injury. Yeah. And someone from West Indies come out saying, no, no, it's a bit of a fitness test. T20 cricket, he doesn't have to do as much. Right. And he's being dominant as he is. Like he's, he's a Superman Correct. in T20 cricket. Um, smashed it everywhere, was bowling, limping. Amazing. Gets to the super over. Oh, he might, will he bat? You know, he's let, yeah, he bats. Hits yep. a six and gets out. So they have to bowl an over. They only get 10. And guess who grabs the ball? Jaira. The superman, Seriously? limping fast bowler. Not, so it comes to me. Did he get the job done? He didn't get the job done. Who, sw- who smacked him? I don't know who smacked him. But oh, it reminds me, you know, Gordon Greenwich. Yeah. You know, when he started limping, you yeah. know, Bill Laurie and Richie Benno said, oh, you've got to be nervous now. He's <laughs> I think he averaged 120 when he was limping, Gordon Greenwich. Is Andre Russell the Gordon Greenwich with the ball in the hand? Is there a more threatening fast bowler who limps like Andre Russell does? I can't think of I one. I can't think of one. No. Uh, I don't know. Because he, cause he, he's limping, but he always t- sends to get through. I, I actually commentated a game in the IPL. He tr- dived to field a ball, went off like he'd dislocated his left shoulder. Yeah. So he's out of the game. He's out of the tournament. Comes back on, limping a bit, even though it's an upper body injury. Yeah. Then bowls two overs to finish the game. But he runs in and bowls with one arm. <laughs> so he just tucks his non-bowling arm in. I've never seen it before and he bowled with pace. I think he's playing it up. I think there's no, I'm, not Dre Russ. I think he's playing it up, and I think going on selection, I can I can give people into a glimpse of the T Twenty world, right? Yes, you get paid more to play T Twenty than you do to represent the West Indies. So it's a simple, uh, it's a it's a simple payment. I know, <laughs> I know. There was someone that I played against, and he adopted the limp, we, yeah. which was Ridley Jacobs. But he used to do it just because he wanted to look cool. Is Dre Russ actually doing it just as he wants to look cool? See, it? I thought Ridley, I thought he had a, just a natural limp strut anyway. That's, that's the thing. He was sort of we doing it Ridley. to be cool. Yeah, he was cool. Is, is Dre Russ trying to impersonate Ridley but completely getting it wrong? But my problem for me is do we want youngsters limping? 
when they're playing cricket because they, they they mimic their idols. No. Well, we'll ask Herb. Herb had his knee reconstructed <laughs> after that. So when we get him in, as yeah, get him back in. But that's our uh, the, the global um, Canadian T20 league. What a ripping tournament ripping for anyone tournament. that hasn't caught any. Uh, any viewing of it, which includes me. Um, do, should we do a biology report from over there next year? Well, Dean, I'll be there. Well, we'll get him as the third banana. We will. We what will. about that? We okay, that, that's it for the biology report. I want to thank all the listeners and subscribers. We're getting very good numbers. Uh, and a shout-out. A shout-out to our one listener in Russia, St. Petersburg. I don't know if it's Putin. He it could be, be listening with his shirt off. That's Just a, having a little bit of a laugh. That's awesome. He'll certainly enjoy the Herbie interview, won't he? He, will, he will certainly But I, look, I tried to that. look for an update. Um, it was started in 1870, cricket in St. Petersburg. Right. Um, and then I went to the website to yeah. give all our listeners an upside, and it just said, uh, get ready, we'll be back soon. So I can't give an actual update. They haven't been there? On, on Russia. Has Putin shut Russian the website cricket. down? Well, I'll tell you what, if he listens to the podcast, cricket will be front and centre. He should uh, get it back up, for sure. He could. Hey, mate, so, yeah, make sure you subscribe. Um, we've got uh, a gig coming up, too. So if you, you want the biology report to get out to your clubs, make sure you, you DM us there. Um, but, Hodgie, for me, go the Aussies. Make it 12 test wins at Lord since 1948. Five is on the cards. It's going to be good to watch. Boom. Enter Don Bradman, who got a great ovation. 